0: Hey there! This is episode forty of the Balance Five podcast: How to Start a Virtual Bookkeeping Business. Welcome to the Balance Five podcast, where we talk about balancing intentional debt payoff, saving money, and actually living your life. I'm your host, Raylia, small business owner, wife, girl mom, nonprofit co-founder, and money nerd. This is an audio version of the Balanced Five blog because I know how hard it is to find time to sit down and read literally anything. Instead, you can get quick bits of money knowledge on the go. I want to help you learn to control your money instead of letting your money control you. Let's get started. Starting a virtual bookkeeping business is a great side hustle or even a small business, if you know what you're doing. The setup costs are pretty low, and there's a low barrier to entry, and training is readily available. A virtual business easily crosses state lines and time zones, so you can work when you want to. I started my virtual bookkeeping business when my health made me take a step back from my full-time career in accounting. Plus, I didn't really like that job all that much. And it has been a blessing since then Because my personal life became more complicated. Having a child with multiple disabilities means that I will never be able to work a traditional 9-to-5 job, no matter how good my health is. Physically, right now, I could work a regular job, but we need reliable, qualified care for my daughter, and that's just not something that's available in our area. Instead, I can make my own hours and choose to do the work that I enjoy. I choose not to prepare taxes because I don't like to. They are complex and confusing and the regulations change too often for me to be able to afford all the new training as a solo practitioner. So, I don't do taxes. My clients all enter into a contract with me knowing about my daughter's needs. They know I may be unavailable temporarily if she is hospitalized out of state again. They know that email is my preferred method of communication, and that I usually work in the evenings. And everyone that I work with has been understanding and accommodating. Even when I get inquiries from potential new clients, that is one of the first things I tell them. Like I explain my fee structure and what I charge per hour, and then I tell them about You know, a basic overview of my daughter and what that entails as far as my clients are concerned. And even with giving that information out up front, I've still gotten new clients. Are you looking for a new business idea? Virtual bookkeeping is the perfect opportunity for someone who wants to work from home and has an accounting background. You'll be able to take on clients, set your own hours, and have a flexible schedule. It doesn't really require any startup costs or inventory, so the whole business can be started with just a computer and an internet connection, and probably a printer too. With virtual bookkeeping, there are no limits to what you can do, as long as you stay within the legal boundaries. You could even open up your own virtual firm that provides services all over the world, assuming you're qualified to do that. This is the perfect opportunity for anyone who wants more freedom in their life without sacrificing financial security. The extra income will help with debt payoff if that's the financial security step that you're working on. Starting your own virtual bookkeeping business is relatively simple and affordable too. First, you need to decide on a business name. I recommend brainstorming business ideas and writing them all down on a piece of paper, even if they seem silly. And then, after you have a list, you can start eliminating the names based on these criteria. Is the name available as a domain, so as a website? If not, will you be able to create a variation of it? You can use the website name.com to see if the domain name you're interested in is available. You obviously want your website to be something memorable, easy to spell, easy to say, and relevant to your business. So my bookkeeping business is 406 Accounting, LLC. Uh, 406 is the area code for my state. And my uh, URL is 406accounting.com. So easy to remember, easy to spell. Uh, Will people remember this name? Is it specific enough to describe what you do? So if my business was just named 406, you have no idea what it's for. And that's why I added accounting onto it. And are you okay with saying the name out loud when promoting your business? (laughs) Does it make you feel ridiculous or silly? Are you embarrassed to actually say the name? If that's the case, you don't want to go with that name. Your business name will be the first thing people see when they start their search for an accountant or bookkeeper, so it's important to pick something that shows what you do. Here are some starter names for you to consider. The virtual bookkeeper, your name, CPA, if you are actually a certified public accountant, your last name, bookkeeping, or accountant virtual assistant. If you want to start your own virtual bookkeeping business under the same name as your business, you will need a URL or website, and if the name is available in a .com format, start there and register it right away. You also need to make sure to Google the names that you're considering, and this will help avoid confusion with any other existing businesses and may help avoid embarrassing or confusing coincidences. (laughs) You never know what is out there, so definitely Google the name. Also, you need to search your state government's business register. You can't register a new business using the same name as an existing business, and even if a few characters or words are different, you'll want to avoid confusing future customers. So since starting my business, which is 406 Accounting, there is another bookkeeping or accounting firm about 40 miles away from me they started after I did as far as I can tell and the business name is 406 paradise accounting um, and I get phone calls for them all the time and I always like tell them you need to google 406 paradise accounting um, it's too close honestly If we were in completely different areas of the state, it probably wouldn't be a big deal, but being 40 miles apart, it does confuse people. Next, you need to decide on a business type, LLC or corporation. Create a business entity that separates your business from your personal finances and liability. You could use your own social security number and proceed as a sole proprietor, and that's legal and totally fine. And that means that you don't create a separate entity for your business. However, there are obviously identity theft concerns with using your social security number because you'll be giving that out pretty frequently when you're setting up different accounts or accepting payments, stuff like that. And there are liability considerations, especially when you're working with other people's money. You will be asked to share W-9s with other businesses so they can properly report funds paid to you. And that form requires a tax ID number, which means you lose control over who has access to your social security number. An LLC is a limited liability corporation. It's a simple type of business entity that can be composed of one or more people. The net income, which is your revenue minus expenses, of the business, quote-unquote, flows through to be reported on the personal taxes of the owners. Since the business income is reported on a personal form 1040, it's taxed at your personal rate rather than a corporate rate. And that means that this type of business has very little impact on your taxes when compared to starting a business using your own social security number. Like, they, the processes are pretty similar. The tax reporting regulations are pretty similar between an LLC and a sole proprietorship. However, and that also means that you are personally responsible for paying taxes on the business income, even if you don't actually pay yourself at all. So if your business earns $10,000 that first year, and you don't take a single dime out of uh, the business account to like pay yourself for your work, you have, let's say, $5,000 in expenses. So your net income is $5,000. Uh, with an LLC, you still have to pay personal income taxes on that $5,000 income, even though you didn't actually put that money into your personal checking account. I mean, obviously you should set money aside for your business uh, to pay taxes, but it's important to remember that an LLC is taxed on your personal 1040. So like in my situation, since I'm married, the business income shows up on the 1040 that my husband is also listed on. So it's just something to think about, Um, but the big benefit of an LLC is that it protects the owners or owner from lawsuits. Basically, if you are sued and you lose, the plaintiff can only take your business assets and not your personal assets. So that means your home, your cars, your retirement account, they're safe because they are not business assets and your former client sued the business. Another option is an is incorporating. So you can choose between an S-corp or a C-corp. Establishing a corporation creates a separate legal entity from the owners. So the corporation is responsible for paying business taxes, and the owners are responsible for paying personal income taxes because they are employees of the corporation, usually, if you're actually working for the corporation. There are way more tax factors involved, uh, versus filing as an LLC. So I definitely recommend discussing this with the CPA if you're interested in going the corporation route. I even consulted a CPA on when to incorporate versus staying as an LLC. And in my case, she recommended incorporating when my business reached a higher income generating point. So you don't need to start off as a corporation. You can uh, create an LLC and he- Elect to become a corporation down the line. That's totally fine. An LLC is perfectly fine for most beginner entrepreneurs. Next, you need to register with your state and the IRS. So once you have a name and a business structure picked out, you need to register with your state's government and the Internal Revenue Service. And this is the step that recognizes the business with the government State governments are in charge of business creation and state tax collection, while the IRS is concerned with collecting income taxes and FICA withholdings, so that is Social Security and Medicaid taxes. In most states, the Secretary of State's office administers business licenses. Uh, In the show notes, there's a link to a list to help you find your state's website. The office may also be called a business bureau or a business agency. According to the Small Business Administration, you need to register your business in any states where, one, your business has a physical presence or an office, two, you meet with clients in person frequently, three, a significant portion of revenue occurs from that state. Um, You can add on new states later if you branch out to them. And four, you have an employee working. So when you're first starting out, you'll probably only need to register with the state that you live in. um, And then you might need to register with additional ones later as your business grows or changes. And I am eight years into my entrepreneur journey. And I've only registered with my home state, and that's the only state that I have clients in. It's important to remember that you might need to change things later if you get new clients or hire employees, not contractors, that live out of state. You also need to register with the IRS to get an employer identification number, or EIN, and it's the business equivalent of a social security number. So it's important to obtain an EIN when you start a virtual bookkeeping business. Applying for an EIN is a very easy process on the IRS website, although it may take a while for it to fully process. (laughs) The IRS has been really backed up since COVID started. I don't know if they've caught up yet. And then you have to wait for a letter to come in the mail to confirm. In the show notes, I have a link to the website to apply for an EIN to make that a little easier for you. You also might need a state ID number. It depends on the state. You will have to check your state's website for requirements. If you set up a corporation, not an LLC, but a corporation, in a state that collects state income taxes, you might need to obtain an identification number for state income tax withholdings. Again, check with your state government for clarification. I've found that calling and talking to an actual human gets clearer results than searching the state's website and trying to interpret. The next step is to open a business bank account. It's very important to set up a separate business checking account. Once you're working as a bookkeeper, you will understand how painful it is when clients mingle personal and business expenses. It makes bookkeeping messy, waste time, and can make your business look less legitimate. I recommend using the same bank that you're already banking at for personal purposes. It makes it easier and quicker to pay yourself by transferring money to your personal checking account when you're using the same bank for both. Of course, it's not necessary to use the same bank. You could easily use separate banks. Just remember to account for delays in processing between banks. As soon as your business bank account is set up, use it exclusively for business expenses. I cannot emphasize this enough. It's really important to keep business and personal expenses separate. You can, and you should, pay yourself from your business, but do that by transferring money to your personal account or writing yourself a check. Do not use the business account for personal expenses. I just want to make it clear that it's not illegal to use your business account for personal expenses. It just makes things messy and it could negatively impact an audit down the road. I mean, your chances of getting audited by the IRS are pretty small overall, but I like to keep things totally separate so it's clean, it's clear what is going on. As a bookkeeper, your next step is to get a liability insurance policy. For someone involved in other people's money, it is important to behave in a trustworthy manner, but you also need to protect yourself. There's a chance you could make a mistake, even you know, unintentionally. You're not doing something maliciously, but it's a mistake that costs your client money. You could be sued. Having a liability insurance policy in place will protect you and your business if that happens. So this assumes that your error was an accident, (laughs) so don't plan on a liability insurance policy protecting you from intentional errors. So to be safe, don't be a criminal. Don't even think about it, no matter how tempting or easy it may seem. Not every state requires businesses to carry liability insurance, but I recommend doing it anyway because you are involved in other people's money. I use an online insurance broker for my business insurance needs. I pay $300 per year for a $1 million policy, and with no employees and a pretty small business, that is a really small price to pay for peace of mind. This episode is brought to you by Money Saving Meal Planning. Are you worried about inflation and your grocery budget? Are you sick of throwing food and your hard-earned money into the trash? Are you ready to walk into dinner time calm and prepared? For just $17, Money Saving Meal Planning will show you how to do exactly that. This online course is a brand new offering from Balanced 5, and it will revolutionize the way you meal plan. Just go to balancedfi.com slash meal plan for more information and to sign up today. Your next priority when creating your own virtual bookkeeping business is to train on bookkeeping practices and software if necessary. Bookkeeping may seem like an easy job, especially compared to a CPA's job, but I firmly believe that you either get it or you don't. Accounting and related professions, like bookkeeping, seem to come naturally to some people, so my observations of my college classmates back up my theory, and I think you'll just know if you're cut out for bookkeeping or accounting. You can learn on the job. If you want to start a virtual bookkeeping business but don't have the necessary skill set, you can start by learning on the job as an assistant. I know that's not always an option, but it is the best way to learn practical ways to run a business. You can train. Attending in-person or virtual workshops and seminars related to accounting may be helpful too. Some of them are free with your local Chamber of Commerce membership or a small business administration event. QuickBooks is one of the most popular small business accounting software options. Intuit, the parent company, provides numerous training options. I'm a wholesaler for QuickBooks, so my clients even get a discount on their monthly subscription, but I also have access to training. I've completed QuickBooks-specific courses, but when I run into a more, you know, a really specific, unique problem, I turn to Google. Intuit also has a pretty robust community online to answer user questions. Get certified. When I started my virtual bookkeeping business, I completed the testing to become a certified public bookkeeper. My master's of professional accountancy degree provided me with more than enough knowledge to pass the exams, but the certification lends credibility to a new entrepreneur. And it was also helpful for me to learn the routines of bookkeeping. Don't fake it. The most important qualification for a bookkeeper is knowledge. Please, please do not start a virtual bookkeeping business with no knowledge, training, or qualifications. Don't fake it till you make it. Start your virtual bookkeeping business with a strong foundation in knowledge and training. Next you need to decide what services you're going to offer in your virtual bookkeeping business. The scope of work for a bookkeeper can encompass many duties, so you need to decide what you're going to offer. Don't stretch beyond your abilities though. You can learn to do things, but don't actually do them before you know how to. The most common bookkeeping tasks that I do are financial statement creation, reconciliation, Accounts payable, accounts receivable, invoice preparation, bill pay, and payroll. Set up your tech. The computer you use to start your virtual bookkeeping business is less important, like the specific model and qualifications and details. That's all less important than comfort. Working on a laptop is possible, but it's not ergonomic. I have an external monitor, a keyboard, and a mouse to make my work hours more comfortable. I have definitely noticed pain in my shoulders and neck from sitting too long on my laptop, you know, on the couch in the living room, versus using my external monitor setup. Sitting at a real desk in an adjustable office chair also helps me work more efficiently and comfortably. I would say that you should use a laptop that you prefer and can afford, whether it's Mac or Windows. Most software will adapt to either. The Dell laptop that I used for the last five, six years, maybe, cost about $500. And it still works, even though I just replaced it recently. It just got a little slow and the battery was not the greatest. Just remember to keep receipts for business purchases and pay for those things from the business account if you can. If you already have the laptop or you have the personal funds to buy the laptop but your business doesn't have the money, you can contribute the money to your business as an owner's equity contribution and then buy the laptop. Printer and scanner. Even a digital business needs to print things. I print checks to pay my clients bills, I print documents that I want to write on while working, and I print invoices to send to some of my clients. Initially, a cheap printer will work just fine. One day, you'll probably want to upgrade and buy a printer scanner unit so that you can scan documents too. And if you have the startup funds, I recommend getting that nicer option in the beginning because scanning is so nice when you're working virtually. Webcam. A fairly cheap webcam works for Zoom meetings with clients. If you're working with local business owners, it's always nice to meet in person initially, and then once a year or so, but you don't have to. For quick check-ins, Zoom meetings are a great option that saves a lot of time. You could even just use the camera on your laptop. It just wouldn't be a, the most ergonomic setup, probably. Accounting software. 99% of my clients use QuickBooks Online, so I have the free accountant version from like for my own books. Other popular software options are Microsoft Dynamics. I also use that. It is a lot more intense, so I would not recommend starting out there. Uh, QuickBooks des- Desktop Zero Fresh Books. You can either encourage your clients to move to your preferred software or become acquainted with the software that they're already using. Alternatively, you could only take on new clients who use that software that you are using. You want to make sure that you choose to work with a software that you know how to use or that you can figure out easily. Document storage. A virtual business obviously generates digital files and you'll need a way to store them. Don't save important documents to your computer's hard drive because it will crash or die one day. Instead, upload the documents to a cloud-based document storage system like Google Drive or Dropbox. Make sure that you set up a filing system right away and stick to it. The way I have it set up is I have a folder for each client, and then within those folders are subfolders for reports, tax filings, notes and communications, bank statements, and HR or payroll documents. And then within each of those subfolders, I have more subfolders, one for each year. I also make sure to title documents with the date first, And enough of a description that I can figure out what I'm looking at quickly or I can search for it. So it's going to be something that makes sense and is descriptive. Project management. When you start out, you likely won't need project management software because your business is so small. I recommend setting up your project management system in the beginning to grow into it and let it grow with you though. Trello, Asana, and Monday can all be used as project management software. I've used Monday and Trello, and I prefer Trello because the free option is more robust and the setup just makes sense to me. You can try them all out uh, for free, they all have you know a limited subscription or a free option, and just see what works for you. So in Trello, I have a list for each client so that I can keep important notes and communications with them in an easily accessible place. I have a couple of contractors who help out with simple tasks. So I use my project management software to keep track of who is doing what and what has been completed, especially reconciling where you have to reconcile every account every month. PDF writer, there's a good chance that you'll need to create PDF documents to share with clients. There are free options, but I like the Ease of Use from Adobe Acrobat. The subscription is $12.99 a month for the basic plan, and that meets my needs, but it might be a little steep when you're just starting out. An upgrade will get you redaction capabilities, which would be nice, but it's probably not necessary for most bookkeepers. Website. You can create a simple website to establish your presence online, and you should. Include your contact information, a short bio, your qualifications, and any specialties that you want to highlight. Squarespace is a very easy way for beginners to create a basic website. It's basically like a drag-and-drop format, and that's what I use to create my website when I had absolutely no web design, web creation experience at all. WordPress is the more common option for new bloggers, but that platform is more complicated to learn, so I wouldn't recommend it unless you are planning to blog about something too. I have, WordPress, or, <laughs> I have websites through both providers, and Squarespace is definitely the easier option. It meets the needs for my bookkeeping business, and it was very easy to set up a Gmail email address using my website address. So my work email is Raylia at 406accounting.com, and that runs through Gmail, so I can check that on my phone with the Gmail email app. It's super easy. There is a fee to set that up, though, just so you know. Virtual bookkeeping is the process of keeping up with a business's financial records from a remote location. A virtual bookkeeping can be accomplished through software and telecommunications technology to connect to various accounting machines. In this podcast, we covered basic business startup steps and more details about the technology needed for working virtually. If you're ready, you can go ahead and start your own virtual bookkeeping business. To recap, the basic steps to starting your own virtual bookkeeping business are deciding on a business name and business type, registering with your state and the IRS, opening a business bank account, getting liability insurance, training on bookkeeping practices and software, deciding what services to offer, and setting up your tech. What should you do next? Get to work! You could easily be in business within a month if you have the time to dedicate to set up and the government agencies reply quickly. If you have specific questions, I'm happy to help based on my own experiences. Just send an email to hello at balancedfi.com and I'll get back to you. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you enjoy the Balance Fi podcast, I'd be so grateful if you left us a review on iTunes or told a friend. As always, you can head to balancedfi.com to connect with me and stay in touch. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and Twitter at balancedfi. Until next time, stay intentional and look for balance.